Time is really more valuable than money. You can get more money, but you cannot get more time. Time is really the most valuable asset you have at your disposal. Our ability to produce at high levels and with high efficiency all have to do with how we manage our time. In this episode, Devon and I will provide some tips and tools to help you better understand where your time is going and make sure you understand how you can better manage your time. So if you want to be masterful at time management, get your pen and get your pad and get ready to take notes. Right about now, you are listening to the Legacy and Leadership Podcast, a show where we discuss living as a leader worth following, leading others to do the same, and in doing so, leaving a legacy for future generations. My name is Jimmy Gonzalez Jr., a learning and development professional and leadership coach, sitting down with my co-host, Anthony Devon Watts Jr., an expert contact center leader that has effectively led and developed dynamic teams with high motivation. Together, we have over 30 years experience in the corporate game. Join us as we discuss our growth as leaders, share the lessons we've learned, and interview others to see how their leadership style was shaped as they were mentored by adversity. Legacy leaders, welcome back to the Legacy in Leadership podcast. As always, I have with me Devon Watts. Hey, how's it going, leaders? Yes, sir. (laughs) And I am co-host of this wonderful leadership podcast, Jimmy Gonzalez Jr. Uh, Coming at you once again, this is episode 17, and we are excited to be here. Um, Coming off the heels of episode 16, uh, so if you didn't catch that, definitely encourage you to do so, where we interviewed very very good friend, uh, Ricky Baez, um, and talked all things about leadership and his story and integrity, uh, was kind of the the main part in that. Um, and we were already kind of thinking about going in this direction for this episode. Uh, but he mentioned something that even just sparked it even that much more. And we're like, yes, this is exactly what we need to discuss. And he mentioned that he is kind of a master at time management, uh, I wanted to drill him a little bit more, but um, you know we had other things that we needed to discuss. But time management is definitely important uh, for leaders, especially if you're just getting started. But actually, it doesn't matter if you're just getting started. And I have I've seen leaders that have been uh, in the game for a very long time, but haven't necessarily mastered time management. Yep. Um, so yeah, so we're going to be getting into that today. And um, before we do so, always just to remind you guys. Um, Make sure that you are downloading our episodes, leaving us some reviews. Yes. Uh, and if you haven't done so already, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Legacy and Leadership Podcast. We are currently at 62 subscribers. Uh, first goal is to get to 100. So help us out. We would definitely appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been asking, and I'm going to keep asking. I've had a couple. So we appreciate the, the legacy leaders, the true legacy leaders out there uh, that are being nice enough to entertain us and follow direction. Um, but if you're listening to the podcast on your phone, if you're watching uh, the YouTube channel, go ahead and take a screenshot uh, and then add that to your story, add that to your uh, your feed on Instagram and tag us, tag us at Legacy Leadership, uh, tag myself at coach underscore Jimmy G Jr. And then also tag Devon at Leadership Docent. Yep. Uh, and then leave some comments, right? And then again, let us know what you think about the episode uh, and continue to, to communicate with us and again, be involved in the conversation. 
And then last but not least, uh, share, share the the YouTube channel, share the episodes, you know, with your friends and family, uh, share that with other leaders that you know that uh, could definitely uh, use, you know, this encouragement, this uh, what we call edutainment, you know, we are educating <laughs> and entertaining at the same time uh, that will get a kick out of uh, some random sports stories and laughs, uh, but mainly, again, really learning more about what it means to be a leader worth following and how we develop others to do the same. And in doing yep. so, leaving a legacy for future generations. Uh, so again, we're going to begin to time management. Uh, but before I, I do want to, we've talked a little bit, but I want to know, how are you doing? Uh, I told you, man, that's a fly shirt. Hey. I had me thinking about the, the crocodile hunter a little bit. Quirky. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Um, shout out to uh, the missus. Um, I know she's a big fan of this shirt. So, um, you know, thank you. Gabriella, thank you, babe. <laughs> Gabs. Yeah, mommy, mommy Gabs. So, um, but I'm good, man. I'm in, I'm in good spirits, man. Riding high off of not only our last episode where we got to chop it up with uh, Ricky for a bit and just really understand his journey um, into the HR space and leadership and, you know, uh, really talk about integrity. But um, also us coming off of our guest spot on uh, the HR Talk podcast, um, which just dropped this past Sunday. Um, and just being able to kind of share our perspective there, right, and connect with uh, another community of leaders and HR professionals um, who are talking about HR in a non-HR appropriate type way, <laughs> right? So, um, you know, still getting a little trip out of that Florida man story. Yes. That Florida man story that, that we, we had to speak on and, and give our take on how we, we handle as leaders. And so um, if you guys haven't checked that out, we'll make sure that we're sharing a link to that um, so that you can uh, hear our guest spot there um, and just get plugged into that. Again, another edutainment uh, <laughs> platform um, for you guys to connect with. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm feeling great, man. What about you? No, I'm doing well. Like I said, I am a little sore right now. My body is trying to recuperate. Uh, I made a decision to to go back to CrossFit uh, today. Uh, my boy, Gary, shout out to Coach Gary, um, one of my very, very good friends. Uh, he was very happy that I came back. Um, my body's not so happy, uh, but I am mentally, you know, I needed the uh, the challenge. I just, you know, I need to be consistent. Working out by yourself is cool. Um, it's always better, you know, when you have a community and have other folks who encourage you and are waiting for you to show up. So excited about that. And then late, that was this morning. And then later on in the evening, I got hit up by my lovely neighbors. I really do love my good people. Shout out to Rodney. He actually is is listening and um, and is a big fan of the podcast as well. So shout out Rodney, yeah, uh, invited me to go on another bike ride. Um, I was like, oh, my legs are like jelly because we did squats this morning. Mm. Uh, but you know what? Nah, it'll give me an opportunity to burn some more calories. Uh, so yeah, jumped on a bike. Luckily, we typically at this point we've gone like maybe twenty five miles. So we go by like thirteen or so and then come back twelve and a half, come back. Um, but this time, which is a little less than two hours for us, um, but we rode to about downtown Winter Garden, actually a little past that, and then came back. So I was not mad at that at all. <laughs> uh, overall, it was like, yeah, less than like an hour and a half uh, bike ride in the evening. So it was different. Um, but it was good. Good. So I'm feeling good, man. Definitely feeling good uh, about where I'm at and the next chapter, which we'll talk a little bit more probably on the next episode. Uh, but yeah, definitely happy about the next chapter and a lot of positive things going on, man. So just trying to it's fourth quarter, baby. This is fourth quarter living. Yes. For mm. 
if you're watching the YouTube channel and for our football folks out there, you know what that means. Uh, fourth quarter living uh, just means that it's, it's time to end strong. It's time to end strong. Um, and you can work hard in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, but the fourth quarter is where you the game is won. won. Yeah. You got to win it in the fourth. Mm-hmm. So with so much going on, like I said, just trying to stay positive, man. And, and again, finish strong and, and bust, you know, bust the doors open for 2021. So that's where my mind is at. Uh, we had some key things that we wanted to discuss over the next few uh, episodes, uh, kind of as we start this, this next series. Um, and the first thing that we really wanted to discuss is is time management, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think it's it's crucial. I mean, this is you know somewhat leadership one on one stuff, uh, but you know I mentioned to you I've come across you know leaders that have have been in roles for a very long time or have been in leadership for a very long time, and this is one of the things that's one of the areas that I think people do uh, get hung up on and are challenged with the most is how do I really manage my time so that I'm as effective and as successful as I can be. Um, You know, one thing that we cannot get back is time. Once the seconds, the minutes, the hours have passed, like it's just done. Um, And that is one commodity that um, it just deserves our attention. And a lot of times we we don't give it attention and it's easy to get caught up. So um, again, that is going to be the main focus of today is time management. And I know you had uh, a particular perspective, you know, on time management and why it is so important. And uh, so I'll let you kind of go ahead and, and give me that perspective and, and share that with our listeners. Yeah, man. So I, I think it's um, to your point, it's prudent, even though it seems like leadership basics, right? It seems like leadership basics and pretty simple. It's prudent to um, focus and really kind of dive into not only um, why managing your time is so important, but also um, uh, but also how to effectively do it. Right. Because it, it truly is a skill set that I think um doesn't get enough attention or at least the way that people approach it, leaders approach it is a little bit off base because the first thing I'm here to tell you is that working more hours is not time management (laughs) as a leader, right? Like um, just, you know, finding hours here and there and saying, okay, well, yeah, I'm scheduled for, you know, 45, 60, right? So I'm gonna do a little bit in the site then um, or at at, at the office and I'm gonna unplug and then I'm gonna plug back in at home. And then, you know, I'm, uh, you know, from 11 o'clock at night to one o'clock in the morning, nobody's sending me emails so that I could catch up on my emails, right? Like when you find yourself doing that um, constantly, and I think that's the operative word, right? Like if you're consistently having to do that, that's an indication that there's something off in your time management system, right? And I, I think it's important to call that out because it is a system. You have to be intentional about these processes that you put in place in order to master your time effectively. Um, and I think now more than ever, you know, there's this interest or this this intrigue around how to manage your time, master your time effectively, right? Because over these past couple of decades, all of these productivity tools really came up came about on how to master your money, right? Like you got Mint and you got all of these different um, apps and um, devices that you can use, ways that you can passively save, all this stuff, right? Um, and after a while, people started to realize that the real the real um, skill and wealth management, and I think you called this out, the real skill and wealth management is not mastering 
your money is mastering your minutes. Because if you can master your minutes, you can master millions, right? You can master millions. Um, and I think when you study, you know, some of the great business runners, some of the great, um, you know, strategists and, you know, um, you know, military strategists or leaders or some of these individuals that we look up to as highly effective, highly impactful individuals, they've found a system that works for them to manage their minutes, to manage their time effectively, right? And so um, I think it really starts with the first and foremost out of, you know, you know, regardless of what system you land on, it's understanding where your time is going today, right? Where is your time going today? Um, and um, I think that's really where you got to start before you start adding on, you know, these tools and these productivity tools and all of these things, because if you don't really understand where your time is going today, you're not going to be able to focus, focus your efforts on being able to get back the time that you need or being more judicious and intentional about how you invest your time. And so um, there's a litany of ways that you can do that. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, for some of our leaders listening, um, you've probably uh, heard the dreaded, like, is like a four letter word, right? The time the study, time study, <laughs> the don't time don't study, right? Uh, fortunately, fortunately, um, there is a, a bevy of tools that have been created, right? And integrated into a lot of the processes and devices that we use today that allows us to have insights and analytics into how we're spending our time without having to do, again, the dreaded time study, right? Because I, I remember those days many years ago when we didn't have the productivity tools and we had this Excel spreadsheet and you're writing down on this Excel spreadsheet and right, you're putting, um, you're writing on the paper and okay, I talked to this person for 50 minutes. I had a five minute conversation, went to the break room, they had to hit the restroom. And then I had to put in my time study the time that I was doing, updating my time study, <laughs> right? And, and um, Again, it's just a painful process, right? It's a painful process, but um, we don't have to fear. You don't have to worry about that because there's a bunch of tools that are at your disposal, right? So, um, you know, one of the first ones that come to mind that I actually think is pretty, pretty cool or insightful is um, that a lot of your your um, your phones, like the operating systems, now have integrated productivity apps in them that allow you to not only understand how you're spending your time, like where you're using your time, especially when you're talking about your screen and what applications you interact with. Um, but they also have the ability or capabilities of allowing you to set time thresholds for how long you spend on some of these, these applications. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in terms of practical um, things you can do in order to manage your time more effectively. Um, but also, in the work environment, you know, uh, a lot of, you know, Outlook now actually has a my analytics component. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys are, you know, everybody's paying attention or if you have the latest version of, of um, Outlook, right? But um, in the latest version, it actually includes a my analytics component that sends you an email um, with a breakdown of how your time was spent based off of your calendar, right? So mm -hmm. how much time was spent collaborating? How much time did you have free? How much time did you have blocked? Um, and so that can be really, really insightful. So I think it starts first and foremost with understanding how you're spending your time today. But what are some other, um, just from your view, some ways that you've been able to kind of understand where your time is going? That most recently, yeah, that was the one that um, was was pretty enlightening. Uh, when I when I realized, okay, like I saw the email and I started digging into it. Uh, and then again, it is pretty cool where you can really see the the main people that you're collaborating with, right, for the past week and where that time is going. Um, 
I mean, as far as time management, there was one that I posted uh, recently on our Legacy and Leadership page on LinkedIn. Plug, plug, oh, plug. On LinkedIn. On LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not even. Um, but but yeah, um, you know this this particular uh, this particular app. Uh, basically, it allows you to to track your time and um, call Forest. And as you're tracking your time and, and where your time is going, the kind of the the premise is like you know you have you plant this tree and you want the tree to grow. So it's helping you with your habits as well. So it's it's helping you to to be more productive and stay focused and track where your time is going. Uh, but in doing so, again, helping you to be more productive. And I think with all of these these strategies and tools. That's really what it's about is how do I work smarter and not harder? Um, so those are that's one thing. Another thing, I, and I believe I may have mentioned it on another podcast in the past, not necessarily to to track my time, um, but to to manage my time uh, is the the Pomodoro technique. And, you know, using that we'll get into this in a little bit, uh, but just using that to to make sure that my time is is going to a specific task and I'm being intentional about where my time is going. Um, so I think tools like that and even just using, you know, if you're using Outlook and you're using your calendar uh, and, you know, blocking time off and those type of things, but that kind of gives you a snapshot to be able to see, okay, you know, how many conference calls, you know, am I on? Uh, how many meetings am I involved in? You know, am I blocking off time to, to handle certain tasks and to do certain things? Uh, and then, keeping yourself honest and holding yourself accountable to, you know, if I had an hour blocked off, did I really put, you know, 55 minutes or so of effort into that particular task? Mm -hmm. uh, and then tracking, you know, sometimes we get caught up depending on, on what role you play in, in your organization. We can be asked to be on so many conference calls uh, uh -huh. and just really honestly, you know, asking yourself and maybe even, you know, having that conversation with your boss, like, do I really need to be on all of these, you know, all of these different conference calls when they just take up so much time? So, um, so yeah, the, the Pomodoro, um, technique, uh, is one thing. And, uh, like I said, the forest is an app that we'll, we'll put that in the, uh, the show notes as well, uh, that you can check out again, just different tools to, to help you. The, uh, the Microsoft analytics again is, is a pretty big one. Cause it just, you know, you don't have to sign up for anything. You don't have to download anything. It just if does it. Yeah. If it's, if that's something that you're, your corporation is already providing for you, like it's going to, and it's sending you the emails. You don't have to go look for it. Uh, you know, just open serves up it up. <laughs> it just serves it up for you. So, uh, well, I think the other thing too um, that can't be missed is a lot of times, you know, as leaders, we fixate on understanding how we're spending our time when it comes to work related tasks. Right. And so we get this false sense of security when we think about, well, man, all the amount of time that I have in the day, you know, like I'm only spending, you know, this portion on work related stuff. I'm doing, you know, I'm doing a good job, right? Like, oh, so, you know, I have 24 hours. I'm only spending, you know, 13 hours, um, you know, on work and stuff. Right. But we're not really tracking, you know, or we don't, sometimes we don't do the best job of also tracking how we're spending our time for our personal life, our mental wellness, right? Going back to the episode where we really were talking about the importance of sharpening your saw, mm -hmm. right? Well, um, you know, using that lumberjack, you know, college technique or, or analogy, like you have to have time to actually sharpen your tools, hone your tools, right? And what, is that, what does that look like? For a lot of us, it's not just being able to have 
your time away from the work, but it's also being able to have time to rejuvenate and spend time with family, right? You know, be intentional about spending time investing, um, you know, time with your family, connecting with them so that you can um, be fed, um, you know, uh, making sure that you have time to, you know, be spiritually fed, making sure that you have time to be mentally fed, physically fed, right? Um, you know, I'm just thinking about you getting back into, you know, CrossFit and, you know, um, your bike rides and the whole nine. Like if if you weren't a good steward of how you're investing your time. Right. And understanding that, um, you know, then you may not be able to get those things in. Right. Or at least understand what you're sacrificing. Right. Where you're making the investment, because I think that's the other thing, too. Right. Is um, time, unlike uh, unlike money, is finite. Mm hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, money, I think you call this out, your know, money comes and goes, right? Um, you know, you, you can make it, you can spend it, you can make it back. There's a lot of folks that um, have been, you know, um, you know, two-time millionaires, right? Because they, they went bankrupt and then bounced back, right? Mm -hmm. um, but there's nobody that has figured out a way to get the time back, <laughs> the time that's already been spent, the time back. You can't do it, right? Um, and so, <clears throat> Again, being able to understand where you're investing your time and being able to be strategic about the decisions and knowing going into it, knowing where you're making some sacrifices, right, um, or what you're choosing to prioritize, I think is helpful. So it's not just taking these techniques and skills that we're talking about and applying it to our right, meetings and one on ones and coachings and project meetings, but it's beyond that, right? Think outside of work. Like, how am I, what time am I dedicating to, for, you know, for my mental well being, my spiritual well being, my physical well being? being, um, making sure that I'm being intentional about investing the time with my family. Cause again, you can't get those things back. Um, I shared a, like very, very early on in our podcast series, you know, one of the things you've shared with me that just continues to resonate. I measured the time I have with my kids in summers, mm -hmm. right? Because the summers, like everybody knows summers just seem to be never long enough. They've always been that way ever since, you, you know, you were kidding, you got your first summer. Right. Um, and so measuring my time with my kids in, in terms of summers and understanding that there's moments that I won't be able to get back. Right. And so um, and how do you take advantage of that? Yeah, correct. 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 So, you know, it's understanding where your where your time is is going. Um, and while there is, you know, a litany of of you know tech tools that you can utilize, I think sometimes, too, I mean, you may not necessarily be able to track it, you know, to the minute. But just being honest with yourself and saying, OK, because sometimes we get into these situations and it's like, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time. But really pausing and saying, OK, you can do this at the end of the day and look back. And what were the things that I invested time in? Because you're investing regardless. But is that investment going to get you the return that you're looking for? Right. So that I invest my time in in the most effective things today that I invest my time in the things that were most important for today. Uh, and, you know, just doing that that analysis, you know, at the end of the day and, and taking stock in where your time went. Um, it's so easy, you know, if if you're not tracking if your money, your calories and your, you know, your minutes, like you said, if you're not really tracking those, it's so easy for them to to be gone. But again, you can keep eating and get calories back. You can do something and make some more money, get a side hustle or whatever. But that time, it once it's gone, it's gone. So tracking that and taking a look at, you know, how did I perform today? And then even at the end of the week, you know, taking a look back and saying, OK, what were the most important things that I was trying to get done? And where was I able to accomplish those things? You know, so we talked about sharpening the saw and, 
you know, planning ahead, right? So that you're you're putting yourself at an advantage beforehand. Um, so still track at the end of the day or at the end of the week. Uh, but even prior to that, you know, start really planning for the, the week ahead and knowing, mm-hmm. okay, I have, I have these big rocks, right? The things that are most important to me. What are those roles? Uh, I'm a father. I'm a husband. Uh, I'm an employee. I'm a brother. I'm a son. Uh, I'm a dog owner, right? These are all roles that are very important to me, the, the big rocks. And I plan because sometimes you need to do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I'm going to plan to, you know, go on a, a daddy daughter date, or I'm going to plan, you know, for Friday to make sure that my wife and I get date night. I'm going to plan to, you know, spend 20 minutes a day, you know, with the dog, want to play with her, but, you know, it's also train her and make sure that we're still going down that path. Uh, I got a plan somewhere there to make sure I call my mom to make sure I call my dad, you know, again, those roles that are most important, plan those things out. Those are the big rocks uh, and doing the same thing for work. Like what's the most important things that I need to do this week for my job. And then you start adding in the little rocks, the things that are not as important. Um, and when you take that approach, it's easier to fit in those smaller pieces when you start with the big things first. Um, so super important to, to look at that and then, you know, start planning out, all right, what are my goals for that week? And then what do I need to accomplish Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, so that at the end of the week, I find myself successful uh, or as successful as possible at, you know, reaching those goals. So as as an example um, of how that can kind of go wrong, uh, I have a friend that that I've been uh, just started working with. And uh, when I say working with kind of coaching and, and, and helping this individual with goal setting, goal setting, and there's some things that they're trying to accomplish uh, in the workplace. And we sat down for about an hour and we had a session and kind of did some mind mapping and talked about the role that he plays and what are the most important components. Uh, and then, you know, we, we picked a couple and then we said, all right, so for that one specific, you know, what are some goals that you want to set? So we talked about that. We set some goals uh, and I kind of gave some, you know, tips, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, we had like 60 minutes and that was that. Um, what we did not do, uh, which was the next piece, but as a week went by and I, you know, kept in touch and say, hey, so how did things turn out? And he was like, I failed you. And I was like, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. But really, it's, it's you. You know what I mean? These are your goals. They're not my goals. I didn't give you these goals. These are goals that you set for yourself. Um, but the action, the action plan wasn't put in place. Planning ahead for that week wasn't done. Uh, and then the personal accountability wasn't necessarily there to make sure, okay, this is my plan. These are the goals. These are things I need to do to obtain those goals. And every day I'm going to make sure I'm I'm knocking these tasks out so that at the end of the week, again, I find that level of success that I'm looking for. So planning ahead is, is, is just so powerful in giving yourself a roadmap and a strategy of how you're going to tackle Again, the big rocks in your life and the the small rocks in your life and adding all of those things in. So you're working smarter, not harder, and you end up being as effective as you possibly can, especially with the roles that are most important to you. Absolutely, man. Actually, I appreciate the, you know, you kind of bringing up the, you know, the concept around calories, right? Um, And, you know, how, you know, if you're trying to control your calories to count your calories, because I think that's definitely a topic that resonates with a lot of folks. And they understand that, look, if I'm if I desire to get in peak fitness, right, in peak fitness, I have to be intentional, intentional about minding 
what am I eating? What am I consuming? Right. How am I investing my calories? And then also being intentional about making sure that I work out. Right. Um, and so I can't help but think the par- about the parallels between um, meal prep and how meal prepping makes it so easy in order to eat and to make sure that you're eating the right things. Mm-hmm. Right. And how we need to apply that same type of philosophy to time management and we need to minute prep. Right. We need to have dedicated time where we are minute prepping. Right. Um, and kind of like you talked about being able to plan for the upcoming week. So um, for me, that's actually something that I've always um, try to be intentional about over these past couple of years as I've continued to understand more and more how valuable my time is. And um, I continue to take on new roles, you know, um, as, you know, as a you know father, um, you know, as a spouse, um, you know, as, uh, you know, uh, a leader right, in my organization, right, uh, as um, a, uh, a entrepreneur and partner, right, um, as we continue to expand into, to, you know, to different opportunities and ventures and um, continue to grow this legacy uh, leadership community, right? It's being intentional about minute prepping, right? So um, for me personally, I dedicate time um, on Sundays, um, Sundays where I really look ahead and I say, okay, how am I going to spend this week, right? <laughs> what are the major things that I need to get accomplished in all of my roles, right? In all of my roles. Um, and I start to time block, I start to time block. I start to time block on my calendar. Um, and the thing that I, I, I really find that is valuable for me, a helpful technique for me, um, is to make sure that I am planning and tracking, you know, these things that I'm prioritizing or committing to on as many um, devices or pieces of equipment, whatever you want to call it, that I engage with throughout the week. So if I put it on my calendar, I also create a task. I also write it down in a notebook, right? I also put it in my to-do to-do list on my OneNote, right? I also will um, have a sticky note, right? I'll use a sticky note as kind of my starting place, a sticky note of the major tasks that I need to accomplish for the various roles. And then I use that to build the rest of the stuff. And the thought process is that if I can continue to um, have readily accessible the things that are priority for me, right? Regardless of what I engage with throughout the day, it just helps to further keep me on track, right? And so anybody actually that's had the opportunity to work with me over these past couple of years, they will tell you, like, you'll see sticky notes, but it'll also be on my calendar. You'll see the same thing written on my whiteboard. You'll see it in my OneNote, right? Mm -hmm. The things that are critically important is because I know at any given moment throughout the day, I'm going to engage with one or all of these um, tools, right? And so it just is another method in order to keep myself honest. Um, and even after I write it down, um, as a part of my my minute prep, right? My minute prepping. Um, when I actually get into you know get into work and I start off my day, I start my day with before I even jump into emails because I know that's one of the first things we want to do is we want to try and. Um, clear out our inbox and kind of catch up on the latest, right? And I think a large part of that is really driven by two things, um, <clears throat> you know, f- uh, FOMO, right? Fear of missing out, like maybe we miss a communication, right? Um, and then also is driven by the fact that sometimes we associate, um, 
you know, task with productivity and they're not the same thing. Right. Mm -hmm. um, right. Just because I read the email or I you know cleared out my inbox doesn't necessarily mean that I was productive. I just I did something. So it's the instant gratification. Right. So before I even jump into that, I write down what I'm what am I achieving? What are the major things that I'm trying to achieve today? Then I'll log in. I see my my calendar. And guess what? I, the same thing that's on my calendar is the things that I wrote down. It's the things that are on my task list that are in my OneNote that are in all of these different tools. And then um, as I accomplish these things, right, and I've had, I have time blocking in place, um, then I give myself the gratification of being able to check them off the list, right? Uh, and at the end of the day, look back and see, yep, this is the list that I outlined. These are the things that I wanted to achieve. I achieved those things. They are marked off. All is right with the world, right? Um, and so those are just, you know, you know, one of the ways, um, you know, that I personally try to try to keep myself organized. But it really does start with, again, the minute prepping, so I can get to optimal um, time fitness, <laughs> if we want to, uh, yeah. you know, round out that analogy that you know, be physically or be, um, I guess, uh, efficiently fit, right? Effic mm -hmm. Efficiency fit, fit, so. No, you're, you're I like how you said that, you know, and, and just comparing that to to meal prepping uh, Sunday is just a very good day. Oh, if you if you know, Sunday doesn't work, you know, as early as possible on a Monday and again, plan out that week. And then you, you have kind of the the general plan for the week or at least the goals that, you know, and tasks for the week. I've been mean, then every day, you know, even if it's taking five minutes to say, OK, well, I, I have these things, but what do I need to do today to make sure that these tasks are going to be accomplished? Uh, and like you said, blocking off time is is huge. Um, and for the individual, it's starting somewhere, you know, pick one tool, pick one or two, whatever you feel more comfortable with. You know, if it's using technology whether it's using your smartphone, you know, you kind of mentioned the calendars, like I have my work calendar, but then I also have my Google calendar that I use more for personal stuff. Uh, but I'm watching both of them, you know, because if I'm going to have a call that maybe I need to do, you know, or a meeting or an appointment early in the day and I need to take a lunch at work, you know, I have to make sure that there's some similarities and there's some crossover within my calendars to make sure that I'm staying on task with the things that I need to do. Uh, but I think it's just, you know, it's trial and error. Uh, as time goes on, I've tweaked my strategy and the tools that I use over the years. Uh, the one thing that is constant is my Franklin Covey planner. So shout out to Franklin Covey. Uh, um, it's just great for me. Um, but you got to find what works for you. And, and the one thing I will say to the parents out there, because uh, I'm also having these conversations with, with baby girl, right? Because, you know, we're looking at the grades and definitely, you know, giving grace to, to our youth because uh, what they're going through and what teachers are going through are very difficult with uh, their virtual learning and, and, and schooling and things of that nature. Um, but having said that, there are still things that that need to be done and planning that's not happening. So when like, you know, assignments are not getting turned in or, or uh, there's just a lack of, again, of completion of tasks, then we got to back it up. You know, so you can never start too early in working with your kids. Uh, so that's the next step. We got her planner. She's working through some mm -hmm. things. Uh, but on Sundays, you know, we're going to sit down and at least take 15 minutes. OK, what does a week look like? What uh, what assignments are you aware of? What quizzes, what tests do you have coming up? And then how do you start planning to study, to knock out certain things so that by that day, whether it's an assignment that's due or a test that's coming up, like you're ready for those things. Mm -hmm. uh, so same concepts, man. Again, it's just, you know, um, 
making sure that that you're starting somewhere, tweaking what works best for you, and then keep it moving. And if it doesn't work, then try something else until you find that sweet spot. Um, yeah, making sure that you are being as efficient as possible and keeping track of those minutes. Yeah, I like that. I like the fact that you're also stressing the fact that it's a um, <clears throat> it is definitely a test and learn type approach. Right. You have to find what works for you. Um, I think if you go out there and you research, there's going to be a wealth of um, time management concepts and tools that you can leverage. But you really have to find out what works for you um, and, um, you know, will help you achieve what your desired outcome is. Right. Um, something that you feel you know confident that you can um, stick to. Right. Stick to and integrate into a part of your process. I um, mean, it's not cumbersome because if you look at it as cumbersome, then you're probably not going to remain consistent. Right. And so I'm um, going mm-hmm. back, going back to that comparison um, to, you know, losing weight or getting into optimal fitness. There's a bunch of different ways that you can work out and you can burn calories. There really, there really are, whether you want to, you know, be consistent with playing basketball or lifting weights or going running or riding a bike, right. Or going skating or playing tennis, or, um, you know, you want to lift heavy, you want to lift light, you want to do calisthenics. There's a bunch of different ways you can, um, burn calories, right. Really what drives your decision-making on what you do is something that you can consistently do or be consistent with, and that is going to help you achieve the level of fitness that you aspire to. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's no different than when you're talking about your time management concepts. Um, Something that I actually have gotten exposed to, um, you know, here, you know, even recently as a part of my continued refinement on managing my my time and my tools, um, actually it's two things that, that, um, you know, I've recently integrated. The first one is dedicating time, like setting a time limit for a task. Right. Um, and so that has not traditionally been something that I've done. Like if I needed to build out some type of report mock-up, right. And so, um, I know that I, I'm going to have to put together the view and understand the, you know, the KPIs and then kind of put together the definitions and the calculations and maybe even do an example. Like I've never really, um, I may block time on my calendar, but I've never really set a firm deadline to say, I need to get this. Like I'm only spending an hour and a half on this and then I'm moving on to something else. And then I'll, I'll, if I need to continue to do more work, I will schedule more time later in the week in order to complete it. What I inadvertently find myself doing is I spend like an hour and a half and it's like, okay, I'm almost done. Then I spend like another 45 and it's like, okay, I'm almost, it's almost where it needs to be. Right. Um, and so I'm still prioritizing what I need to prioritize, but um, I'm not being intentional about, you know, kind of setting a, a time limit. And so that's something that I've tried to integrate. Um, the other thing that has actually been um, something I've gotten exposed to, you know, since you know, moving on to, over to this new organization and, um, you know, uh, getting exposure to just different leaders and um, approaches that they take um, that I'm actually a big fan of. And I've actually, um, you know, kind of completely bought into and incorporated is um, we have I have a strict no meeting Friday policy. I do not schedule a single meeting on Friday. If somebody sends me an invite, I don't care who it is. Hey, um, can you push this? I don't do meetings on Fridays. Can you push this out till next week, move it up, or you can push it into next week. Um, and I've been very intentional about that because um, it didn't really hit me until I started hearing other people talk about it, but we've all been there before. You know, the jokes are like, oh, that's what you get for scheduling a meeting on Friday, right? We mm-hmm. naturally know that Fridays tend to be, um, you know, typically some of the, the least productive or value added, um, you know, uh, meetings and that <clears throat> likely what it typically occurs is you schedule the meeting on Friday 
especially if it's something that requires uh, a weighty decision to be made, whatever we align on is still not going to be implemented until next week anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. And if it was so pressing that it needed to be implemented this week, then why did we wait till Friday in order to have the meeting? Right. And so if the action that are, that's going to come from this meeting um, is not going to you know, be implemented until Monday, of next week, then let's just have the meeting next week, right? So that um, everybody has the right focus and that we can have time to um, implement, update the whole nine. And so we have a very strict no meeting Friday rule, like uh -uh, no no heavy decisions, no project meetings, no nothing, right? Um, Fridays are strictly um, protected for buttoning up the things that um, I need to button up for the you know for the week that just passed. Um, maybe even getting out a little bit ahead of my minute prepping for the upcoming week, um, and then spending time with your people. You know what I mean? Being able to connect with people and just you know um, touch base and hey, are you good? Hey, what do you need? The whole nine like you know, the impromptu check-ins and um, just building rapport, but no, nah, don't schedule any project follow-ups or nothing like that. It's not happening. So um, that was a bit foreign for me, to be honest with you, when I first uh, joined the organization. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Well, how's this going to play out? Because that's like one less day that you really have to, um, but when you realize it, that, you know, that one less day um, just drives more clarity in terms of what you prioritize, right? And how you spend your time. And so I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. Um, I will never look back from that. That's always going to be something I carry with me. So, you know, when we talk about, we're, you know, first talking about, you know, understanding where your time is at. And as we've been discussing uh, over the last few minutes is, you know, how can you better manage your time? Um, I think that's huge. You know, previous company, a litany of, of meetings on a Friday, um, so I can see how that how that would be a benefit. And when you're talking about managing your time, what I also appreciate about that is when you're blocking off time for the day, right, or you're planning out tasks, you have to be mindful, you know, to really schedule and block off like maybe 80% of the day, because there's always going to be things that come up that you didn't expect something happens, there's a fire, and not that you're always trying to be a fireman, maybe your person really needs you, you know, your team mm -hmm. member really needs you. Um, so by saving, you know, that additional 20% in the day, you're allowing yourself some flexibility in the work that you have to get done. Um, what I like about the Friday too, is that it also gives you a little bit of a buffer, right? So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, not that I'm not going hard on Friday, but I'm going hard, you know, all of these days with the meetings and everything that we have going on and some of these tasks. And if things you know, came up and I had to, to maybe adjust and move around some of the tasks that I was looking to get done from Tuesday to Wednesday, from Wednesday to Friday, it gives me an opportunity to do that because I don't have, you know, two thirds of my day blocked up with meetings, mm -hmm. uh, to your point that are not, not that they won't necessarily be productive, but like, are really going to be able to, to make decisions and get things done on that day, uh, that can't wait till next week. So mm -hmm. I, I, I do appreciate that. But I want to get back to, you know, how can you better manage your time? And you're talking about, you know, focusing on that task. And it's really, I think, learning in my mind, like the true meaning of multitasking. Because yes. we, we say that we're masters at multitasking, but we're trying to do too many things at one time. So you can look it up uh, and, and Google it, the Pomodoro technique. Uh, but in its basic format, 
and there's free timers that you can use. So if you know that I'm going to, I'm going to have this task and I'm working on this report, I'm going to give myself 60 minutes to work on that report. And like you said, no more. And if you're not done, that's cool. Then you schedule time later on in the day or the next day to finish that. Cause you're going to have other things that you need to work on as well. And that's where the multitasking comes in. I have a few different tasks or projects that I'm working on in a day, but I'm not trying to work on everything at the same time. So with the Pomodoro technique, you know, you give yourself 25 minutes and eliminate all distractions, close email, turn off the phone, put it on airplane mode, make sure that you eliminate all distractions. If you have any instant message apps up, you know, um, whether it's teams and stuff like shut those things off so that for those 25 minutes and the clock is going, I'm focusing on this and, and this report, right? Whatever it is that I'm working on when the bell rings. Okay. Now you have five minutes. Maybe you need to take a bio break. Maybe now you open up the email if that's what you want to do, or if you want to check your social media real quick or whatever it is, but you have those five minutes to kind of give yourself that grace and to step back. And if it's an hour long session, okay, once those five minutes are up, bell goes off again and the next 25 minutes start. Um, and, you know, again, you're, you're using that technique to stay locked in and stay focused on what you're trying to get done for that time frame. Um, I just found that so, you know, so helpful mm -hmm. to, again, to stay focused and to really, I mean, you still have to hold yourself accountable and eliminate those distractions. But when you do that and you have the timer and, you know, it, almost also creates a little bit of a sense of urgency, right? Cause like, you know, uh, I want to make sure that I'm doing this right, but I also know, okay, I got these 25 minutes. Let me work. Yeah. Let me, work, let me, let me make them productive. Let get, exactly. Let me get this done. And then, okay, I got my five minute break. Uh, and, and I have that time set aside for those things. So, um, that has worked wonders for me. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that, you know, you're, you're working on those things. Uh, and if, you know, the, the Pomodoro technique is not necessarily for you, that's great. Uh, but again, focus on blocking out that time for that one task. Uh, and then make sure if it's the next hour, you have another task or another project that you're working on and you give it that same, that same focus and that same attention. Yeah. I like that too, because, um, like, um, you know, for me, one of the ways that I eliminate the distractions when I'm working on a task um, and people, again, if you've had the the opportunity to work with me or engage with me, you know, like um, music actually is the thing that I use in order to lock in music. It's not a distraction for me. Actually, what it does is it, it eliminates all of the other noise. Right. Like. I guess the, the way that I can describe it is it eliminates the noise um, from the things that are going around me so I can lock in on what's in front of me. Right. And I have something in the background that's kind of distracting also that inner voice in my head that's also thinking about all the other things that I need to get to to just really be able to kind of uh, lock me in. And so um, it's something that's actually worked for me. And again, this goes back to finding a system that works for you guys. So um, it's something that's worked for me from, you know, even when I was going through school, right. And, you know, what it, what it took in order for me to complete papers and things like that. And so I continue to carry that with me to this day where I'll, I'll put my headphones in, or I'll put my earbuds in They're noise canceling. So I can't hear anybody that's coming to me or anything like that. But, you know, I'm shut down, I'm locked in and I'm tackling what's in front of me. Um, I also think there's another uh, another four letter word that we can share with our uh, our our legacy leaders um, that is actually a helpful tool um, from a time management perspective. And I know, again, we hate to say it or we hate to, to embrace it, but it's um, knowing what tasks you can delegate. 
as well, right? Like delegation. Um, again, yes. I know that's the another four letter word, but knowing what tasks you can delegate. And so actually when I'm thinking back to, again, some of these best practices that work for me, um, when I go through my minute prep process, I really break up the tasks that, that I have in front of me into, um, you know, kind of three D's, right? Like things that I need to deliver, right? Things I need to deliver, things that I can delegate, right? And then things that I can defer. So like, mm -hmm. what can I do? What do I need to deliver? And like, it can't be anybody else but me. I have to, I own this. I have to deliver this. Things that I can delegate. So there are things that still are critically important to get completed, but I don't necessarily have to be the one to carry them to fruition. You know, I have people in my down chain, um, you know, folks that are high potential that I can confidently delegate this to with some direction and know that they're going to be able to get that achieved. Right. And in, in a way, I end up getting back some of my minutes. Right. So I can invest them in other things that I need to deliver. And then there's other tasks that, you know, I defer and I'll say, well, this is getting deferred until next week. It's not happening this week. Right. And I go into that. I go into the week sober minded with that perspective uh, so that I don't find myself trying to deliver on everything that's on that list. Right. Um, yeah. And so I really hold myself to, well, what did, what did I identify that needs to be delivered on this week? And did I deliver on those things and the things I need to delegate now a task that may have taken an hour, an hour and a half. And I, if I owned it right to completion may really only require five minutes of my time because it's just a follow-up or validation that what I delegated got completed when it was supposed to get completed and I have a status update, right? And so now I've gotten back, you know, uh, hour 25 um, because I was thoughtful about delegation. So that's the other thing that I would just kind of challenge our leaders on is I don't think we look enough times um, at opportunities or looking at these tasks to say, well, does this like really ask yourself when you have to deliver on something, does it have to be me? Like, is this something that only I can do? Right. Or are there individuals that are within my organization, within my down chain, within my company um, that can also deliver on this? Right. And then if the answer to that question is yes, then delegate it, delegate mm -hmm. it and be smart about investing your time on things that only you can achieve. Right. Um, that's honestly, I think that's one of the things that makes, you know, some of the brightest entrepreneurs or strategists um, or uh you know, entrepreneurs effective, right, is they invest their time, they spend their time on the the set of responsibilities or tasks that requires their unique skill. And if it's a task that somebody else has the skill to be able to do, they trust that person to do it. They, they delegate it to them. And then now, yeah, I'm still going to have some input. I'm going to have perspective. I'm going to be able to provide some feedback, but I'm not spending an hour on that specific task, I'm allowing somebody else to invest their minutes on completing that task. I'm spending five minutes providing feedback, reviewing, and then giving my sign off. Now, uh, again, I, I thank you for for bringing that up. That is something that I wanted to touch upon. You know, it's you ha you have to get rid of if that's your your personality, uh, trying to be a perfectionist, trying to handle everything yourself. Uh, as a leader, you have to trust in your people. Uh, there's probably going to be some folks that would be more than happy to do that task. And maybe they won't be as efficient as you, but it could be even a growth opportunity and a development opportunity for them. And like you said, now I, I am investing time still, but I'm investing time in following up uh, and checking in on them. And that, that's one of the things that 
I liked about the Franklin Covey as well. Uh, as I planned out my day and the tasks, you know, getting back to big rocks and little rocks, you know, the if I have a task written on my to do list, the A's are the things like I have to get done today. B's would be things that if I can get them done today, great. But if I need to move them and they're not completed today, then it's OK. But you also have an opportunity to kind of circle that task and put a G next to it. That means that is dele delegated, uh, but you're still keeping track of it. Right. So maybe now I need to put a task later on in the week to go back and follow up with that person. Um, but delegation and and using the resources that are around you uh, is is just another, again, effective way at managing your time, managing your task, uh, and even providing some you know, possible development opportunities for the folks that are around you as well. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So good, man. I mean, you know, we, we just kind of started talking about the importance of time management and, you know, how in the past, whether it's tools and technology that has come out, but how we focus so much on how we manage our money, which is important. Uh, we gave some analogies on you know, how that can compare to how you manage your calories and energy expenditure and things of that nature. Uh, but the one thing that we cannot get back is time. So it is so important to, to make sure that you're seeing it from that, is, that, that perspective and managing your time. In that, we started off with understanding where your time is going. There's a litany of tools available to you. If you happen to be on Office 365 and you're using the newest version of Outlook, the My Analytics email gets sent to you uh, frequently on a consistent basis. So using tools like that, I mentioned a, 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 an app like Forest that allows you to track your time and track where you're going. You even mentioned, you know, on uh, you know some of our smartphones, it's already built into the operating system mm -hmm. with apps that are tracking you know, where your time is going on your phone, you know, what, uh, what social media, you know, what apps you're spending the most time on. And it gives you an opportunity to really find out where the time bandits, what are those things that are not productive for me, are not adding value to my life and, and adding value to the things that I'm trying to accomplish and are really just stealing time from me. Uh, so be very mindful, especially with those, the social media apps out there. And then how can you, once you have a good understanding of where your time is going and you've started using some of these tools to, to really break those things down, figure out where the time bandits are, how do I eliminate those things? And how do you better manage your time? Plan ahead whether that is uh, Sunday evening, Monday morning, uh, if you're using something like a Franklin Covey planner, if you're using OneNote and sticky notes and your planner and your whiteboard and whatever that, that method is for you, uh, but make sure that you're planning ahead. And then once you have a, an idea of the goals and the tasks that you need to accomplish for that week, start blocking out time. Block out time on your calendar to know that, okay, I have some meetings Monday through Friday or Monday through Thursday that are on there. Where do I fit in those open spaces on my calendar? Not really open because that's the time that you're going to use and invest to take care of some of these tasks. Once you block that time off, when you're in the moment, again, you can use tools or strategies and techniques like the Pomodoro technique, uh, which allows you to be laser focused, eliminate distractions, have a timer and know that I'm going to dedicate X amount of time and then I'm going to have 25 minutes and I'm going to have a five minute break. Um, and then delegate. You know, we talked about before kind of that 80-20 principle, focusing on a 20% of the work that's going to get you 80% of the results and realizing what are the things that I probably don't really need to focus on because I can delegate that to another team member, somebody in my down chain, uh, again, that has, you know, 
just as good, sometimes even better skill set, uh, maybe has additional time or is looking for a development opportunity. And this will you know, not challenge them too much, but challenge them enough where it's going to get done. But they're also going to be able to continue to grow you know, from that task and being able to complete that. So planning ahead, blocking time and then delegating, again, are a few things that you can do to to start to better manage your time as well. Um, so definitely hope that that was that was helpful for our legacy leaders out there. Um, stay tuned as we continue to go down this path. Uh, we have a couple of other topics that we're going to be discussing over the next two sessions as well. Again, that really are some solid foundations and they are basic, you know, lessons that that every leader should really learn and at least start the process of mastering early on. Uh, but again, I've seen it a number of times where the effects of that and the consequences of not trying to get a handle on that earlier in your career. Um, and parents out there, again, don't even forget, like let's start teaching our kids these same type of techniques and principles uh, as soon as possible, help them to be much more effective students. And then when they get into college, workforce, entrepreneurship, whatever it is, you know, they're going to be getting into, it's just going to make them that much more successful in the future. Yeah, good call out. Uh, so that's what we have coming up uh, ahead for you guys. Um, Again, I hope this was was very helpful for you. Don't forget, make sure, download the episodes, leave us some reviews, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, number two, click, take that snapshot. Go ahead and post it on Instagram, post it into your stories, tag us at Legacy Leadership, uh, tag myself at Coach underscore Jimmy G Jr., and then tag my friend uh, at Leadership Docent as well. Leave us some comments, give us some feedback. Again, we appreciate the uh, the communication and how this community is continuing to grow and communities spend time together. They talk together. So again, we want you guys involved in these conversations. Uh, if you're checking this out on uh, the YouTube channel, you can definitely go down and leave a comment as well. Um, if you read some of the, the comments, we usually leave some extra questions uh, to, to get a better understanding of what your thoughts and perspectives were on the episode. And again, any additional uh, nuggets that you would like to leave, um, make sure you do that and we'll provide that as well. And then share, share the, uh, the episode, whether again, that's through YouTube or your podcast platform, share the episode with other folks out there that need to be a part uh, of this legacy leader tribe. They might not know it yet, but once you, once you <laughs> invite them, uh, and share with them and, and let them know the goodness that is coming at you through the legacy and leadership podcast, um, just invite them. We'll we'll do the rest. Yep. Uh, we promise that we will do the rest. So we thank you guys again for doing that so much. Um, stay tuned again for the next episodes that we have coming up as we you know start this new series uh, on time management and some other uh, some really necessary skills that are going to help you to be a better leader. And again, taking those steps to be a leader that is worth following. So, my friend, thank you again for uh, the conversation and putting me on to, to some new techniques that you've been using uh, and some new, I think, ideas and kind of concept that you've learned over the last couple of months as well. Uh, that is always cool. So uh, keep sharing with me. Let's keep sharing with our listeners out there. Uh, and let's all grow together, y'all. Uh, again, this is Jimmy Gonzalez, my man, Anthony Devon Watch Jr. We appreciate you guys very much. God bless and stay encouraged. Thank you. Great, on that beat, going crazy. You have just listened to the Legacy and Leadership Podcast, hosted by Jimmy Gonzalez and Devon Watts. Thank you, and we hope that you live, lead, and leave a legacy worth remembering. 
Until next time.